name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. I hear school starts tomorrow, is that right for some of you? It's an exciting day, isn't it? Summer's over. I, I think there are a couple days in my life where uh, I have memories, and those are a couple of them, the last day of summer, you know, it's like you want it to last forever, you know. On to the homily. We need to keep our eyes on Christ. We need to keep our eyes on Christ. He is our only hope. This whole world, we, we can look at a thousand different things. We can look at relationships. We can look at <clears throat> jobs and money and some, some sense of security in this world. None of it is going to be a comfort to us except Christ himself. He is the only hope for our comfort, for our joy. There is no other hope. <clears throat> we all learn that the hard way, you know, <clears throat> by keeping our eyes on something else, drawing ourselves towards something else, thinking something else is going to make us happy, successful, and we find out that the only success and happiness we have in life is if we keep our eyes on Christ. Peter found that out he got out of the boat, walked on that water, excited about being with his Savior. And then what happened? He took his eyes off of Christ and he looked at the troubled water, the wind and the waves. As soon as his eyes went off of Christ onto the things of this world, he sunk. He sunk. <clears throat> it's very interesting that uh, I was reading uh, St. Theophylact, who gives a commentary on this, and he said, Peter sunk because of fear and, of, and, and little faith, not a lack of faith. He said, oh, you of little faith, the Lord said to him. But he sunk because he was afraid of the wind and the waves. His eyes are off of Christ, and he goes into the water, but he has enough faith to say one thing. What did he say? You know this. You said it before. Lord, save me. Lord, help me. See, even a little faith. And the Lord says, okay, okay. Oh, you have little faith. And he picks him up and saves him. We need to understand that it doesn't need to be big faith. It just, it, it's a faith that allows us to use those words in times of trouble and distress. Lord, save me. Lord, help me. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me. Lord, help. Little faith, a little faith. God responds to that in a very powerful way. We need to be so secure in that cry that he will respond to that cry. That if we're drowning in the waves of life, that he will, in our prayer, lift us up. Pull us out of those things. So a couple other thoughts that St. Uh, Theophylact had on this, which I think are important to, uh, to speak on. He said that the Lord came in the fourth watch, which was the end of the night. The end of the night. Because the wind and the waves, he said, he said he wants us not to 
ask for swift solutions to our misfortunes, but to endure them bravely. So we, we don't need to be in a hurry. You know, we can, we can deal with the difficulties of life, okay, with our eyes on Christ. Okay, so the, the important thing here is that, you know, sometimes we're going to have struggles and they're going to be extended. What's, what's the encouragement here? Be brave. God is with you. God is your helper. Be brave. Stand up. Deal with it in Christ. What a powerful thing that is. Not to, not to cower away from misfortune in life. Not to be overcome by it. But to stand up with Christ in it. Feel his presence. Feel his joy. Feel his strength. Don't ask for swift solutions to your misfortunes. Just turn to God. So, our eyes are on Christ. Um, several years ago, many years ago actually, I read uh, a beautiful book called Unseen Warfare. It's actually translated by Father Jack Sparks and uh, very readable, very wonderful so I took notes on it, and I've kind of transformed some of those notes into prayers that I pray for myself throughout the week. This helped me, so maybe it will help you a bit. Keeping our eyes on Christ. What can help us do that? Unseen warfare. When, even when things seem impossible or I'm exhausted. You ever been there? <laughs> Whenever things seem impossible... Or I'm exhausted. Wow. There's, there's actually something you can do here. He says, help me to stand firm, realizing that no one can force my will. That this is all about my will against this issue. No one can force my will. I'm not forced to do anything wrong. I can will to do good. If need be, now this is very important, if need be, step back, collect your thoughts, realize your weakness, and turn to God. Don't need a fast solution. Sometimes it's good to just step back. Step away, realize your weakness, and turn to God. You know, I'm a real problem solver kind of guy. When a problem shows up, I want to jump on it right away. And most of the time, I'm exhausted or things seem impossible anyway. So the first thing I should do is step back. Collect my thoughts. Think through this thing. Think through it. Realize my weaknesses and then turn to God. That has saved me from so many things. So let me kind of look through this a bit, and we'll talk about a few things. No one can force my will. You know, every day, God gives you an opportunity to do a workout with your will. Every day, God gives you a routine to work out with your will. Muscles, spiritual muscles the spiritual will, 
You know what that is? You have every day, you have an opportunity to say the good thing, do the good thing, and think the good thing. Every day. This is your workout today. God lays it to you. Here's all the opportunities you have today to strengthen your will, to say the good thing, do the good thing, think the good thing. So you know this. This is a powerful thing for us to know that the will can be strengthened every day. So when it comes to the real critical issues of life, the will is strong and can stand up. But you can't just hope that that happens to you. You need to exercise your will to the good all the time. Every day. Do the good thing. Say the good thing. Think the good thing. So I encourage you to that. Every day that is for you to do. Step back. Collect your thoughts. Don't be in a hurry to solve the problem. How many times have I jumped quickly at solving a problem with great energy and enthusiasm and found out that I made it worse. Step back, collect your thoughts. It's really, it was, when I was thinking about this, I was thinking of uh, Elijah. Um, when the Lord came to Elijah and, he's, he's, uh, and the wind blows the rocks and smashes the rocks and it says, the Lord was not in the wind. And then the earth quakes and it breaks all up around him. And it says, the, earth was, the, earth, the Lord was not in the earthquake. And then the fire comes. He says, the Lord was not in the fire. Where was the Lord? A small, still voice. And it's translated another way, a whisper. A small, still voice. You have to step back and collect your thoughts and listen for that small, still voice. You know, normally the loud voice is not God. God doesn't do that. God's quiet okay, for us. So take time. Step back. Collect your thoughts. Listen for the voice. Find quietness a bit. Let, let things settle so you can hear God speak in that small, still voice. And then it says, realize our weakness. Wow. You know, uh, I've shared this with you before, but um, Father Thomas Hopko gave a talk here. Part of the talk was that, that that God is our strength. But he made this comment, and it's really stuck with me since, is that unless we understand that we're always weak, God can really never be our strength. If we're depending on ourselves and not God, if our eyes are not on Christ always, and we think we can do it, we're going to eventually fall. So we have to understand that I'm always weak, and I always need to beg every day for God to be my strength. Lord, be my strength today. I'm weak, I'm tired, I'm exhausted, I'm anxious. Admit those things to him at the beginning of the day. And let him be your strength. It's a great joy. It's a wonderful thing to allow God to step out in front of you rather than to step out in front of him. So our our life should always be, Lord, you are my strength. In weakness, we are made strong. 
You know, in Hebrews, that whole list of saints that he lists of how powerful their lives were, it says it, it starts with, and in weakness he made them strong. And then he lists all the things that they did. So we have to understand our weaknesses, our inabilities. And that's a good, that's a good thing. That's a very good thing for us to do. And then turn to Christ. Turn to Christ. And I want to share this with you because I think this is really an important thing. You know, sometimes we make an effort to be with Christ or to turn to Christ so that he will help us through a circumstance. And that's a good thing, that he will be with us through a circumstance. But the one thing we must understand is when we step to Christ, in Christ, in a circumstance like that, that we begin to solidify, develop a deeper relationship with him. You want a relationship with Christ? Turn to him in difficulty. You know, how many friends do you have that hung with you through difficult times? How close are they? How close are they? They're very close. That's what God wants with you. He wants that kind of a relationship with you. He wants you to lean on him, be with him in difficulties so he can have a deeper relationship with you. That's what he wants out of this. He'll help you. He'll save you. He'll give you joy. He'll, he'll lift you up. But what he wants most of all is a relationship. He wants that relationship. And through our difficulties, through the effort to be with him, to keep our eyes on him, that's what begins to happen. We begin to develop an intimate more intimate relationship with Christ. And what will begin to happen there? You won't want to lose it. You won't want it to go away. You'll become sensitive enough to His presence that anything that disturbs the presence will bother you. Anything that deserves the presence will bother you. You'll flee it much more quickly. You won't dabble in that little temptation because you feel the presence of God being compromised. You won't fall to that sin as much because you feel the presence of Christ being compromised. In our deepest relationships with God, we then become holy people in relationship to this world and we can live that life with our eyes on Christ, deeply rooted in this relationship. And anything that bothers it, even a reaction to something that, some uh, offense, and I react poorly to it. It disturbs my relationship with Christ. I can't act poorly to that anymore. It disturbs my relationship. I must forgive, like right away. No messing around. Because I feel that relationship being disturbed. So begin to look at that as we walk through this life. And how intimate our relationship with Christ can become and how that becomes then a way and a means by which we relate to everything. Everything. So, keep our eyes on Christ. You know, we, uh, we are in a boat, this world, and we look out and there's storms. There's a storm. And it's night, dark. 
So when our eyes on Christ, we see light, we see illumination, we see guidance, we see love, we see comfort. We see the, the, that direction of life which draws us toward him and toward the heavenly places. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.